0: Today is the 26th day of May. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It is great to be here with you as we walk into a brand new week together. And uh, that's kind of uh, something that we remind each other most every week. Nothing's happened yet. Like the week is out in front of us and we get to live into this new week however it is that we choose it's a fresh start. And as we continue to allow God's word to speak to us and inform our choices and decisions, well, then we walk the narrow road that leads to life. So I'm excited to spend the next week in God's word with you. We'll continue our journey uh, through the book of 2 Samuel during this week and uh, continue the journey alongside King David. We'll be reading from the New International Version this week. And today, 2 Samuel chapters 9 through 11. David asked, Is there anyone still left of the house of Saul to whom I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now, there was a servant of Saul's household named Ziba, they summoned him to appear before David, and the king said to him, Are you Ziba? At your service, he replied. The king asked, Is there no one still alive from the house of Saul to whom I can show God's kindness? Ziba answered the king, There is still a son of Jonathan. He is lame in both feet. Where is he? the king asked. Ziba answered, He is at the house of Machir son of Amiel and Lodibar. So King David had him brought from Lodibar from the house of Makir, son of Amiel. When Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David, he bowed down to pay him honor. David said, Mephibosheth. At your service, he replied. Don't be afraid, David said to him. For I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul. And you will always eat at my table. Mephibosheth bowed down and said, What is your servant that you should notice a dead dog like me? Then the king summoned Ziba, Saul's steward, and said to him, I have given your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and his family. You and your sons and your servants are to farm the land for him and bring in the crops so that your master's grandson may be provided for. And Mephibosheth, grandson of your master, will always eat at my table. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Then Ziba said to the king, Your servant will do whatever my lord the king commands his servant to do. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son named Micah, and all the members of Ziba's household were servants of Mephibosheth. And Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem because he always ate at the king's table. He was lame in both feet. In the course of time, the king of the Ammonites died and his son Hanun succeeded him as king. David thought, I will show kindness to Hanun, son of Naash, just as his father showed kindness to me. So David sent a delegation to express his sympathy to Hanun concerning his father. When David's men came to the land of the Ammonites, the Ammonite commanders said to Hanun their lord, Do you think David is honoring your father by sending envoys to you to express sympathy? Hasn't David sent them to you only to explore the city and spy it out and overthrow it? So Hanun seized David's envoys, shaved off half of each man's beard, cut off their garments at the buttocks, and sent them away. When David was told about this, he sent messengers to meet the men, for they were greatly humiliated. The king said, Stay at Jericho till your beards have grown, and then come back. When the Ammonites realized that they had become obnoxious to David, they hired 20,000 Aramean foot soldiers from Beth-Rehob and Zobah, as well as the king of Meaka with 1,000 men, and also 12,000 men from Tob, On hearing this, David sent Joab out with the entire army of fighting men. The Ammonites came out and drew up the battle formation at the entrance of their city gates, while the Arameans of Zobah and Rehob and the men of Tob and Maacah were by themselves in the open country. Joab saw that there were battle lines in front of him and behind him, So he selected some of the best troops in Israel and deployed them against the Arameans. He put the rest of the men under the command of Abishai, his brother, and deployed them against the Ammonites. Joab said, If the Arameans are too strong for me, then you are to come to my rescue. But if the Ammonites are too strong for you, then I will come to rescue you. Be strong, and let us fight bravely for our people and the cities of our God. The Lord will do what is good in his sight. Then Joab and the troops with him advanced to fight the Arameans, and they fled before him. When the Ammonites realized that the Arameans were fleeing, they fled before Abishai and went inside the city. So Joab returned from fighting the Ammonites and came to Jerusalem. After the Arameans saw that they had been routed by Israel, they regrouped. Hadadezer had Arameans brought from beyond the Euphrates River. They went to Helam with Shobak, the commander of Hadadezer's army, leading them. When David was told of this, he gathered all Israel, crossed the Jordan, and went to Helam. The Arameans formed their battle lines to meet David and fought against him. But they fled before Israel, and David killed 700 of their charioteers and 40,000 of their foot soldiers. He also struck down Shobak, the commander of their army, and he died there. When all the kings who were vassals of Hadadezer saw that they had been routed by Israel, they made peace with the Israelites and became subject to them. So the Arameans were afraid to help the Ammonites anymore. In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah. But David remained in Jerusalem One evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful, and David sent someone to find out about her. The man said, She is Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Then David sent messengers to get her. She came to him, and he slept with her. Now, she was purifying herself from her monthly uncleanness. Then she went back home. The woman conceived and sent word to David, saying, I am pregnant. So David sent this word to Joab, Send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent him to David. When Uriah came to him, David asked him how Joab was, how the soldiers were and how the war was going. Then David said to Uriah, Go down to your house and wash your feet. So Uriah left the palace, and a gift from the king was sent after him. But Uriah slept at the entrance to the palace with all his master's servants and did not go down to his house. David was told Uriah did not go home. So he asked Uriah, have not you just come from a military campaign? "'Why didn't you go home?' "'Uriah said to David, "'The ark and Israel and Judah are staying in tents, "'and my commander Joab and my lord's men "'are camped in the open country. "'How could I go to my house to eat and drink "'and make love to my wife? "'As surely as you live, I will not do such a thing.' Then David said to him, Stay here one more day, and tomorrow I will send you back. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day and the next. At David's invitation, he ate and drank with him, and David made him drunk. But in the evening, Uriah went out to sleep on his mats among his master's servants. He did not go home. In the morning, David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it with Uriah. In it, he wrote, Put Uriah out in front where the fighting is fiercest. Then withdraw from him so he will be struck down and die. So while Joab had the city under siege, he put Uriah at a place where he knew the strongest defenders were. When the men of the city came out and fought against Joab, some of the men in David's army fell. Moreover, Uriah the Hittite died. Joab sent David a full account of the battle. He instructed the messenger, When you have finished giving the king this account of the battle, the king's anger may flare up, and he may ask you, Why did you get so close to the city to fight? Didn't you know they would shoot arrows from the wall? Who killed Abimelech, son of Jerub-Besheth? Didn't a woman drop an upper millstone on him from the wall so that he died in Thebes? Why did you get so close to the wall? If he asks you this, then say to him, Moreover, your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead. The messenger set out, and when he arrived, he told David everything Joab had sent him to say. The messenger said to David, The men overpowered us, and came out against us in the open, but we drove them back to the entrance of the city gates. Then the archers shot arrows at your servants from the wall, and some of the king's men died. Moreover, your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead. David told the messenger, Say this to Joab, Don't let this upset you. The sword devours one as well as another. Press the attack against the city and destroy it. Say this to encourage Joab. When Uriah's wife heard that her husband was dead, she mourned for him. After the time of mourning was over, David had her brought to his house, and she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing David had done displeased the Lord. My command is this... Love each other... As I have loved you... Greater love has no one than this... To lay down one's life for one's friends... You are my friends... If you do what I command... I no longer call you servants... Because a servant does not know his master's business... Instead I have called you friends... If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father as well. If I had not done among them the works, no one else did. They would not be guilty of sin. As it is, they have seen, and yet they have hated both me and my father. But this is to fulfill what is written in their law. They hated me without reason. When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father the Spirit of Truth, who goes out from the Father. He will testify about me, and you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. Psalm 119.49-64 Zayin Remember your word to your servant, for you have given me hope. My comfort in my suffering is this. Your promise preserves my life. The arrogant mock me unmercifully, but I do not turn from your law. I remember, Lord, your ancient laws, and I find comfort in them. Indignation grips me because of the wicked who have forsaken your law. Your decrees are the theme of my song wherever I lodge. In the night, Lord, I remember your name, that I may keep your law. This has been my practice. I obey your precepts. Heth You are my portion, Lord. I have promised to obey your words. I have sought your face with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. I have considered my ways and have turned my steps to your statutes. I will hasten and not delay to obey your commands. Though the wicked bind me with ropes, I will not forget your law. At midnight, I rise to give you thanks for your righteous laws. I am a friend to all who fear you, to all who follow your precepts. The earth is filled with your love, Lord. Teach me your decrees. Proverbs 16, 1-3 To humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. All a person's ways seem pure to them, but the motives are weighed by the Lord. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and He will establish your plans. Father, at the beginning of this week, we take into heart the last thing that was just said from your word. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. And so as we enter this new week, we commit, Lord, to you all that we will do. And we invite the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth that Jesus was just talking to us about from the Gospel of John and ask that you lead us into all truth and that you will show us when we begin to take back the reins and stop committing whatever we do to you. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. Into this brand new week, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. dailyaudiobible.com is the website it's home base so we find out what's going on around here so uh, be sure to stay tuned and stay connected Uh, the daily audio bible shop is at dailyaudiobible.com where you can find resources for the journey that we're taking together through the scriptures this year so be sure to check that out Uh, check out the journals the daily audio bible journals and all of the writing materials that we have Uh, The Promised Land films are there. All kinds of resources are there. Check it out uh, and stay connected that way. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. There's a link on the homepage. If you're using the Daily Audio Bible app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or comment, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow.
1: Hello, my beautiful Daily Audio Bible family. This is Candice from Oregon. Recovery from total hip replacement, I'll tell you what. It's arduous. (laughs) It takes some patience, but it's going really well. Um, Would you pray with me? Lord, thank you so much. Thank you for the Gospels that were Finishing now the Gospel of John, thank you for all the commentaries from Brian Harden and how important and life-changing they are for us. Lord, would you help us? Would you help us each one to do only good and not harm? On on all your holy mountain, like you say in Isaiah 11, may the earth be filled with your goodness as the waters covered the sea it says in the Holman Christian Center Bible in Isaiah eleven nine, no one will harm nor destroy another on my entire holy mountain for the land will be as full of the knowledge of the Lord as the sea is filled with water forgive us Lord for what we've done by disobeying you and falling from your grace and thank you that at the cross you made this heaven possible once again that you made us for thank you Lord Jesus you have been so good and so gracious to us teach us also how to have grace for one another in Jesus name Amen Candace from
2: Oregon. Hi, this is uh, White as Snow, calling from Tennessee. This is my first time calling. Uh, It's my second year going to the DAV, and I'm just uh, blessed that God led me to this podcast. I like to thank all the people um, behind the scenes who make it possible, all their hard work. And I was just calling asking prayer for my brother Don. He's um in his late fifties. He's uh mentally ill uh about thirty years. He's uh basically paranoid and misinterprets what people say. And um he seems to be getting worse as he's getting older. And I just like prayer for um wisdom, discernment, you know, how best to help him. And um just um you know, if it's God's will for just complete healing, and um, and I just uh, thank you for your prayers. Hey,
3: DAB family, this is Byron out in Florida. I was listening to the community prayers, and I heard uh, Catherine in Maryland. Your call, thank you so much for praying for my wife and for her her complete healing. That really touched me. It's telling because imagine also that you're praying for her. Her peace and her comfort and uh, almost around the same time that you were probably calling in my wife and I were having a conversation about just that comfort and about how I can do a, a better job comforting her uh, I do a lot for my wife because of her sickness I spend a lot of time uh, with the kids while she rest. I do a lot of work around the house and uh, spend a good amount of money on medication therapy and various doctor's appointments and whatnot. and so I feel like I do a lot Uh, But apparently, I can do more to comfort her. And it's interesting because I can't do anything about my wife's sickness, about my wife's pain and the exhaustion that she feels. But apparently, there is something I can do to make her feel better. And it's really telling that you were praying for her comfort because I think the Lord heard that prayer and allowed me to accept that guidance without any kind of uh, offense or defensiveness that I might have usually mustered up because of all the stuff that I am doing and allowed me to realize that my wife needs something additional and more. And so I cover your prayers as well as the community's prayers in that regard because I'm not terribly good with all the emotional stuff. And if there's something that my wife really needs, I want to be able to get that and we'll get there by the grace of God and the prayers of the community. But I just wanted to mention that. I thought that was cool that you were praying for that at the same time we were talking about it and it made a big difference. Love you all. Bye.
4: Hi, D.A.B. Um, I am a listener. And um, I'm calling in today for... Oh, it's so hard. Um, my daughter-in-law um, delivered our grandchild seven and a half weeks early. Um he he was so he was okay he, um, he, had, a, he had a little bit of breathing problem they think he might have swallowed some fluid but um, it's been six days now and um, he still can't come home but he has developed um, it, he's developed a vagina um, in in, in, a, in a bad way um, they call it or something I, I'm not quite sure, but, um, they tried, they tried for 10 years to have this baby, they had to go to, through fertility clinic and uh, all kinds of money, and it finally went through, and, um, two weeks ago, some, um, some people tried to do an invasion at their house with masks on, and I believe that stress is what, what caused the, um, maybe caused the early delivery, um, they 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 were just, they wanted to get in. I guess the cops um, were able to to um, touch the three suspects at another place. But in the meantime, um, nobody can hold him. Nobody can see him. He, um, he weighed five pounds four ounces, and he's only two pounds now. Um, they say that. Um, it could very well, um, it's, uh, they don't believe his liver is fully developed yet, so, but I trust in the Lord, and, um, should